Southerners have long created the storylines that shape the nation, and in some ways the world. We have planted the seeds that spark global movements. As goes the South, so goes the nation. Never in our lifetime has that been more true. Whether it's fighting for racial justice, ending health disparities, fighting for voting rights by organizing people around common goals, these issues, and the Southerners leading the charge over them, are going to set the tempo for the 2020 elections. This season of The Reckon Interview, we're digging into the stories and people beyond the polls and partisanship. We're speaking with the community leaders and fresh young voices doing the work of building the future South, on the ground and out of the spotlight. If you're looking for another political podcast to handicap the horse race, there are plenty of them out there. But we want you to join us as we explore the Southern issues, trends, and movements that matter most. And hopefully learn how to plant our own seeds of change. So subscribe to The Reckon Interview wherever you get your podcasts. For AL.com, I'm Ben Flanagan. This is Outbreak Alabama, stories from a pandemic. One could speculate that the community spread, perhaps caused by Labor Day celebrations and the students going to bars or, or just being in town, is, is affecting older community members who are the ones who are actually ending up in the hospital. Today we hear from AL.com reporter Sarah White's Kodachek. Sarah wrote a story this week about hospitals near Alabama's two major universities seeing an increase in COVID-19 inpatients as hospitalizations drop in many other parts of the state. As of Wednesday, there were 69 COVID-19 patients at DCH Regional Medical Center in Tuscaloosa, a peak not seen at the hospital since August. And at East Alabama Medical Center, a hospital near Auburn University, they've seen an increase in COVID-19 hospitalizations in recent weeks with 39 patients as of October 6th, more than double the number from a month ago. I spoke to Sarah White's Kodachek about why Alabama's two major college towns have seen increases in hospitalizations while the rest of the state continues to see a decline. Sarah, as of Wednesday, there were 69 COVID-19 patients at DCH in Tuscaloosa, which you wrote was a peak not seen at the hospital since August. Why the uptick there right now? Well, we don't know for sure because we don't have contact tracing that's identifying the cause of spread for the virus throughout the state. We are seeing a pattern, though, that while in most parts of the state, the number of hospitalizations has been going down since a peak in August, in areas with the state's two major universities, uh, we're seeing hospitalizations now increasing. Yeah, and we know there was a spike in Tuscaloosa once the University of Alabama semester began. Do we know of any students being hospitalized? And if not, who is being admitted right now? So I spoke with Mayor Walt Maddox, and he said he had his understanding was only one student had been hospitalized. But mostly we're seeing a similar demographic that we've seen all along, which is uh, the older population, especially those who have pre-existing conditions or conditions that would make them less likely to, to fare disease. So that continues to be the trend. And so, uh, you know, the mayor said there is also a church 
where there was an outbreak and that contributed to some of the hospitalizations. Uh, although it seems that one could speculate that the community spread perhaps caused by Labor Day celebrations and the students going to bars or, or just being in town is, is affecting older community members who are the ones who are actually ending up in the hospital. Well, and your story says that East Alabama Medical Center has also seen an increase in hospitalizations in recent weeks, more than double the number from a month prior. Is it a similar situation to what's happening in Tuscaloosa, or are you seeing something different? I think it, it's similar, and there are similar unknowns. Both hospital uh, spokespeople mention Labor Day, and maybe this is um, kind of a delayed response that we're seeing uh, from the spread over Labor Day. Since Governor Ivey issued a, a mass mandate in, in mid-July, you know, there has been a decline in, in hospitalization statewide. And we continue to see that decline in Huntsville, in Birmingham, despite the presence of, of UAB, in Mobile, and in Montgomery. And in the last few weeks, uh, we've, we've seen this uh, uptick in hospitalizations again it, around the, the university. So um, without, again, contact tracing that could, could clearly for sure clarify why, that, that, that seems to be one you know, logical guess. I think the difference is that, that these are outliers at the universities. So whatever's happening there is different than apparently what, what seems to be happening elsewhere in the state. You know, as an, as an aside, in Tuscaloosa, the mayor just instituted a two-week closure of bars, and he said he didn't want to do that again. But it will be interesting to see, for example, a few weeks out from now, if that might have had an effect on the hospitalization numbers and whether we could deduce from that, you know, is that a reason that it was going up? We're kind of left to speculate without real clear data on, you know, Who's, who's contracting the virus from whom. Yeah, and Mayor Maddox said in your story, he called the city's recent decision to close bars for two weeks, as you just mentioned, he called that a success. But even despite the increase in hospitalizations, like you also just said, he isn't planning to close the bars again. Why isn't he planning to close the bars again if that was such a success? Well, you know, he talked about balancing the need to live life and deal with the virus. And he talked about the cooperation of uh, many business owners uh, who went, you know, who, who participated in that closure and, and followed the protocol. He didn't say, you know, what the calculus was for him in choosing to do that or to, do, to not do it again. So one can only guess that it's not an easy uh, thing to pull off or to ask of a business community, but you know, again, he, he said he wasn't prepared to, to take that step. And I guess we'll see how effective it was this time. Sarah, thank you so much. Thanks, Ben. If you or anyone you know is affected by coronavirus and want to share your story, please email bflanagan at al.com. That's B-F-L-A-N-A-G-A-N at al.com. For all of our coverage on the outbreak and how it continues to impact Alabama, visit al.com slash coronavirus. If you like the show, 
please rate us and write a review. Thank you for listening.